What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Total Health 2020. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking all about how you can get involved with volunteering, even in the coronavirus pandemic. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you so much again for tuning in, everyone. So today we're going to be talking all about how you can actually find volunteer opportunities, what to kind of look for when you're volunteering, and really just how to get involved if you if that's something you're interested in, especially during this coronavirus pandemic. And so the first thing I kind of want to talk about is how should you find the right volunteer opportunity for you? So there's plenty of options out there. And I think the most important thing you can do is really, from the get-go, try to figure out what it is you want to do. So First, I think it's best to kind of reflect on your skills or what you want to improve on or whatever your goals really are, Um, whether you have experience in the medical background, whether you have experience in um, typing and online activities. I think it's first important to kind of figure out what are your goals. So you need to find something that ultimately matches your personality, your skills and your interests. Is there something specific that you want to do or achieve as a volunteer? Are there specific kind of patient populations or specific kind of people you want to help? Um, Do you have experiences in your background that makes you really passionate about um, food, for instance, and you really want to make sure people are eating well during this time, so you want to volunteer at a food bank, for instance? These are just examples, but there likely is something that you're more passionate about, um, would enjoy doing more than another activity, and so... First, it's important to kind of determine what your goals are, what your interests are. Um, And I think you'll have a richer, more enjoyable volunteer experience if you kind of take some time to identify these before you really look out for any opportunities. And then it's important to kind of ask yourself a few questions. So to kind of help with that process, first of all, would you rather kind of work with adults, children, animals, or would you rather work remotely from home? So, I mean, during the pandemic, it's a time when a lot of people need help, but we don't want you kind of going out and endangering yourself, trying to help others. Um, Socially distancing is something that's still extremely important. A lot of different volunteer organizations are definitely taking this into account, but um, you should never feel like you're endangering yourself helping others. And so if you'd rather work remotely from home, there are a lot of opportunities that way. So kind of think about whether you want to work with adults, animals, um, or stay at home or things like that. And that'll kind of help push you in one direction or the other. In addition, do you rather, would you rather work alone or work as in part of a team? So in the past episode, I mentioned some of the benefits of kind of working in team environments, but oftentimes we, we don't actually enjoy that as much. And so if you'd rather kind of work alone, um, that's definitely one thing to consider as well. Um, do you like working kind of behind the scenes and doing your own thing, or do you actually prefer taking a more visible role, talking to others, working with others? That's something to consider. Additionally, how much time are you actually willing to commit? So a lot of organizations, um, it's a little bit difficult for them to train volunteers, take on new volunteers if they're only going to be coming um, at, like very infrequently. And so if you have more time to volunteer or if you have less time to volunteer, these are important kind of things that will determine um, some of the opportunities that you're able to participate in. Um, what skills can you actually bring to a volunteer job? And so if you don't feel like you have any skills to kind of contribute, don't worry. There's a lot of different things you can still do. But if you have a previous background or experience in um, different fields or organizations, then you might, uh, your skills might be better kind of organized or aligned with um, certain projects. And so that's something to consider as well. And then lastly, something I already kind of touched on, what are causes that are important to you? And so if you have previous experiences or passionate about anything in particular, definitely take all these into into account. And so when you've thought about all of these things, you likely will have narrowed down your list of um, certain organizations and, and projects 
quite a bit just thinking about all these things. And I think that's the most helpful thing you can do before you get started. And now in terms of certain places where you can start uh, looking for opportunities, some examples would be community theaters, museums, and monuments. So certain government-owned, nationally owned kind of properties and institutions will likely have opportunities available for you to volunteer at them. So if you have any of those nearby, that's definitely something you can start with. In addition, libraries, senior centers, um, these are all areas where they'll likely be able to use some help, um, whether it be like organizing books, um, talking to and helping uh, patients in senior centers, for instance, Um, different service organizations. So when you think about organizations like the Lions Club or Rotary Clubs or American Red Cross. These are all helpful organizations that you can get started with as well. In addition, local animal shelters and rescue organizations, refugee centers, wildlife centers. These are all different organizations that are often actively recruiting people to help out. Um, Youth organizations, sports teams, and after-school programs. These are all organizations that often take volunteers to help out with a lot of different kinds of activities. And so these are just some ideas to get you started on different places you can help out. Um, National parks, places of worship like churches, synagogues, temples. And so after kind of looking into some of these options, I think some other really helpful ways to help out is really to start with your community. And so Um, Just to give you a kind of brief example of that, so one of my neighbors here where I live, she's a very elderly woman, and so she naturally is kind of afraid to go out and go grocery shopping herself or leave her house, and so I was talking to uh, her the other day while we were both kind of outside, and she was mentioning that she actually has someone come by and deliver her groceries for her, and so I offered to her, um, just as my neighbor, you know, I... I'm fairly young. I go out in the community a little bit more than she does just for work and things like that. So whenever I'm going to the grocery store, I can, uh, you know, go and help her out. I can go get her groceries for her so she doesn't have to leave the house and pay a lot of extra money to some of these companies. And so she gladly kind of took me up on that offer. And I think that's a very easy way for people to just kind of help out in their community. So look out for people who are disproportionately kind of affected during this time. So whether it be elderly people, um, doctors, physicians, nurses that are having to go to work while other people are staying at home a little bit, um, you can help out all these different kinds of populations by offering to look after their kids, pick up groceries for them, um, do kind of simple tasks for them because some certain people are going to be disproportionately burdened and stressed during this time. And there's a lot of different ways to help out our community just kind of through local, easy um personal volunteer services like that. Additionally, another way you can help out, especially if you don't feel like you yourself have the time to go out and do a lot of these things, is you can consider making a donation to organizations that are able to help out during this time. And so some examples of that, um, certain organizations that can pretty much always use donations are organizations like the American Red Cross, um, even just kind of starting a GoFundMe fundraiser for essential workers that have been impacted by COVID-19 or families who are struggling right now, um, whether they've had illness or death in their family. There's a lot of different ways that you can, you know, just either purchase gift cards or donate food or money to the Salvation Army or food banks. Um, All these are kind of simple ways if you don't really have time to help out to still try to give back to your community and and help out any way you can. And and of course, again, this is a hard time even for money. A lot of people are out of work. And so if you don't feel like you have, you know, time or money, some of the ways you can help out is trying to donate food. So like I mentioned, local food banks um, with a lot of people out of work, there are 
there's a lot of demand in local food banks for food, of course. And so at the same time, panic buying, hoarding, they've all reduced supplies of, of available food. And so supporting your local food pantry or food bank kind of will help to sort of close that gap. And some of the best ways to perform, uh, provide that support is just either giving money, giving actual food that you're able to donate, non-perishables, especially like peanut butter, canned goods, pasta, rice, beans. These are all extremely helpful. In addition, if you feel like you're able to donate uh, PPE, personal protective equipment, um, hospitals and healthcare centers are facing shortages of a lot of different kinds of PPE. And so if you have any to spare, um, there's certain organizations like DonatePPE.com or Get Us PPE that can all really help out in this situation. In addition, certain hard-to-find supplies like toilet paper, paper towels, hand sanitizer, bleach, rubbing alcohol, disinfecting wipes, all of these are in scarce supply right now just because of panic buying, hoarding, and um, the need that's needed in the community right now. And so if you have extras of these, that can also be extremely helpful. Um, if you have any electronics like computers that are available to donate to schools or offices, that's extremely helpful. Clothing that you feel like you don't fit in anymore. There are a lot of people who unfortunately are unemployed and um, the homeless population is unfortunately increasing because of this. And so if you're able to kind of donate clothes for, for people who may need them, that'll also really benefit during this time. In addition, um, one of the things you can donate that you fortunately should have a you know plentiful supply of is blood. So one of the things that hospitals are also kind of a little bit scarce on right now is blood because people are afraid to kind of go out and donate. And so that's something you can definitely do to help if if you're able to donate blood, if you're able to donate plasma. Um, this is something that's extremely valuable during this time. And so a lot of organizations like the Red Cross are facing really dire shortages of this. And um, that's why it's, it's extremely important for you to go out and donate blood if you can. Um, there are a lot of blood drives still being held. There are a lot of organizations still doing this. Um, oftentimes you will get COVID tested for free because of this. And so if that's an incentive to you to, to go out and donate blood, go ahead and do that. In addition, there's a lot of ways you can donate your skills and your um, just kind of activity in general. So think, think again, like what are you good at? What are, how are you able to contribute if you're not really able to contribute um, you know, in other ways. And so if you're really good at sewing, maybe you can, you know, sew together masks to donate to hospitals and other organizations and give them PPE that way. If you're really good at um, web design, maybe you can help out certain organizations by creating user-friendly websites or different kinds of online platforms to increase other people to actually go out and volunteer their time. If you have a large social media following or if you have a lot of friends who you know can help out, just reaching out to them and telling them to go out and help will still be helping. Um, you're, as long as you know people are benefiting in some way, it doesn't really matter the way that you're contributing, but um, there are a lot of different ways. And so just try to think about what you have, what you're able to kind of contribute, and that's a good place to kind of start. In addition, if you feel like you have a great knowledge in either academics or health and fitness, you can offer to tutor other students. And so going to calling your local school, asking if there's any opportunities to kind of have some um, virtual tutoring sessions, teaching students, or whether you know that there's certain um, people not able to go to the gym during this time and you're able to kind of counsel them on fitness and diet and nutrition. These are all various ways you can try to help out. And now most of the tips I kind of gave today were very general pieces of advice and different ways to get involved. But in the description of this podcast, I will be including links of a lot of different organizations that can use your help um, with volunteering efforts. 
and I hope you'll find them helpful. Um, I hope you'll really reach out and try to get involved during this time because there are a lot of people that could really use some help. And so that's it for this episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Could have been doing anything with your time and I really appreciate you spending some time with me. I'll see you all in the next episode and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. you all in the next episode and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much.